Having so many international people to talk to and to contact to, the amount of perspectives that you gain, uh, what you learn about yourself and your own culture through that, is, I would say, immensely valuable. It's so valuable. They talked about rain as something nice. Simply like, nice, you can cool down for a bit, go outside, you know? And I was like, what? What? You know? And back in high school, I always used to say, like, because I'm from the south myself, from Sertogenbos, wherever I'm going to study, I don't know yet, but I'm not going to go to Enschede. No way. And then now, here I am, five years later. Hello, everyone. My name is Timur, and this is UD Journeys, the series where we meet with inspiring students to talk about their lives, motivation, and most importantly, how you can enhance your study journey. Today, we're having a talk with Luke Weitgraaf, who is a master student in philosophy of science, technology, and society, a winner of UD Challenge, and an ex-junior business analyst at Novelty. So let's meet him. Hello, Luke. Hello. Thank you for joining this podcast. Let's dive right in. So uh, how did you choose your bachelor's program? Yeah, so how I chose my bachelor's program, it's a bit of a funny story. Like the final year of high school, I did not know what exact bachelor I wanted to do. Uh, there was way too much choice for me and everything felt a bit too narrow. Starting between like physics, uh, psychology, business administration, very different things. And then honestly, I was too late with signing up for all the open days. I did not pay enough attention to it. And then luckily a friend of mine had like signed up to University of Twente and that his mom could come. And then instead of his mom, I came. Because um, I just got my driver's license. I was like, I can drive you. You should take me instead. Because I really was like desperate to go to some open days. And then he went, he checked out two programs here, Advanced Technology and the University College, Atlas. And then we went to like the open day talk of Atlas. And then I completely liked it. I was like, this is absolutely for me. And it's funny because I didn't even plan to check out this bachelor. I didn't know about the program. And back in high school, I always used to say like, because I'm from the south myself, from Sertogenbos. Wherever I'm going to study, I don't know yet, but I'm not going to go to Enschede. No way. And then now, here I am, five years later. Yeah, but so that's how I came across my uh, my, uh, my bachelor, yeah. And, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the structure of the program? Because uh, the only thing I know about it is that it's kind of, um, you choose your own courses, in a way. Uh, so can you explain how it works specifically? Yeah, definitely. Because it's not an easy to understand program. I think many people in the university don't even necessarily know that it exists. And if they know about it, it feels a bit like out there. It's just like, oh, those are weird Atlas people or something like that. But uh, yeah, you basically, especially in the first year, you get a basis in like mathematics, physics and social sciences. You get every um, semester, first four semesters, you get a, a group project with you know anyone from your class working on it typically four to six people. And um, for the rest, you have a lot of elective space, especially after the first semester. And for that, you can kind of use it whatever you want to do. And you can do courses all throughout the university. So people who study Atlas, you get this similar basis, but then they develop into psychology, or in my case, a lot of entrepreneurship and innovation management and project management. But some people do physics, some people do industrial design, electrical engineering. Yeah, whatever you can really name. Um, and that is roughly speaking the, the structure of the program. So. That's also why I liked it, because it was very diverse. It was very project-based, which I like more, because I'm not an exam person. I really don't like exams. I like applied things better. I like group work better. It's also what I'm better at. Um, that's a little bit about the structure. Uh, and it, it's a good thing that you mentioned, because I think when talking about my experiences here at the UT, it's good to be aware that I did Atlas specifically, which I do think is different than doing a normal program. Mm -hmm. And 
Uh, but did you have at least some exams in your program? I did have some exams. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also because the courses you do um, outside uh, of Atlas itself, like of courses that Atlas organized with the teachers there, but I also because I did business administration and so on. I did a lot of courses outside of it, and then there's a lot of exams, yeah. And I also did a semester abroad in Munich, mm-hmm. and that was all exams, all exams. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, your exchange experience? How was yeah. it? Did you like it? A hundred percent. No, it's. I'm so happy that I went. I think it's. It's even now in my master there wasn't a, a chance to go on exchange, and I'm really sad about it. I think it's such a good experience to learn so many things. I mean, you were telling me right before that you also went on exchange, right, to Australia. I went to Munich. Um, and I always wanted to go abroad. You know, I'm Dutch myself, right? Uh, for my best originally, I wanted to go abroad, but then it didn't really happen. So it was something definitely on my mind that I wanted to experience. And the exchange, like the semester abroad opportunity, or I think in many programs called like a minor year or something, and then you can go abroad. It's just such a tremendous opportunity to to put yourself in a position. It's kind of like a get-out-of-jail-free card, you know? You can go there for six months, and you know you're going to come back if you like it or if you hate it, whatever. Um, you have a, you have something to kind of spend your time there doing, which is also nice. Like you're not gonna just be dropped in the deep, and you can get friends through university, through activities. There's a lot of exchange too. Like in network, there was or in Munich, there was the um, student exchange network, and um, that was I think was like two, three thousand students. So there's so many people that you can meet, that you can get to know. And it's such a great opportunity to just try living somewhere else, experience a different culture, experience a vibe kind of learn to see yourself in a different way you know you get put into a random situation by yourself you need to make friends make new opportunities explore the city or the place where you are so amazing amazing such a great opportunity i would really recommend everyone unless you're an international coming here then then maybe less i can see that because then it's a lot of moving that's what friends of mine have told me as well they were like it sounds fun, but I, I don't want to move to a new country for the third time in, in four years. Yeah, like I'm already abroad, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but especially if you're Dutch, then I would definitely do it. And if you're an international, you, you're you willing to travel again, then also definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thanks for <laughs> sharing your experience. And um, getting back to Atlas, uh, did you uh, take part in um, uh, their study association Atlantis? Yeah, I was, I think, especially in, um, like, in Atlas, it's quite normal to be part of the study association because it's, Atlas is quite a close-knit community, and the study association is very integrated with the program itself. Um, I participated in a few committees. I did in, or no, um, it's some time ago that I, because I'm in the second year of my master now, right? And in the final year, you're not so active in these type of committees anymore, mostly, typically. But I was uh, in the ERCO, so it's External Relations Committee, and that's mostly preoccupied with uh, contacting companies and reaching out for collaborations so that they can, you know, have like the lunch lectures or we can have a day towards the factory, these type of events. I think many people know through their own study associations. That was really fun. That was really useful. Like I said, I always wanted to kind of go into the more business side and to kind of get this more hands-on experience with contacting people, talking to people, negotiating with parties. I think it was really useful. But this was during COVID, so that was a bit less because not many companies were interested in doing online stuff or were looking to cut their budget etc which i think was also interesting because then you kind of experience this like harder situation and then i was also part of the uh, basically one that uh, partners with other studio associations organized events and i was in the our 7v7 internal football competition team the manatees all right did you manage to uh win any competitions I don't. Th- I think we might have like promoted one year from the C pool to the B pool, 
which was epic. But to be fair, what I really liked about the... Um, I'm not even that good at football myself, I would say. But what I really liked about the competition is that, uh, or the team that we had, especially at the time, is that anyone could play. And because Atlas, a lot of people live on campus. It's 7v7. Uh, typically, like, 23, 24 people would show up. A mm-hmm. lot of people. And then at the sidelines. And then we would just... You know, everyone could play if they wanted. Maybe even five minutes, even if you were, like, super bad, you could play. And then there'd be one or two crates of beer at the sideline and people having fun. And then could, uh, afterwards, we would go out for a party. And that was... I think super nice. It was like a great like kind of bonding uh, experience for many people in the year, you know, like a real coming together and people come out to support and stuff like that. So I think all those activities were really nice. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, and you mentioned that um, a lot of uh, Atlas students, they live on campus. Like, uh, uh, as far as I know, there is like a specific building, right, uh, with housing for Atlas students. Uh, but how does it work? Like, uh, is it easy to uh, get a place there or what's the procedure? Yeah, so they like one of the pillars that they talk about for Atlas is basically community. So there's this expectation that you live together in the first year with people from your study mm-hmm. from Atlas. That's also why we're kind of described as a cult by some other <laughs> by some other programs. Because um, yeah, because you live together in the first year. When I started, so that's 2019, uh, we lived on Kalslan. So mm-hmm. when you enter. Uh, the houses when you enter the university campus and that's house of like eight to ten and so one year was about 40 to 50 my year so then you spread out over a number of houses now they all live in drieneburg which is like the zebra striped building on the campus across from the blue stairs near the water that's where the bachelor is now also the programs in the bottom floor and then there's three floors above it because it used to be a hotel um where atlas people live but it's half atlas people and half other people and then you can just apply that through the vesta mm-hmm. you can move in there um, and that's where they all live together now. But that's more intense than what I had. Because I lived in a house at like 8 to 10. Uh, and they live per floor, I think it's up to like 20 people. And they live above from where they study. Which is also, I, I did not study in my own house. Mm-hmm. So that's also quite a, quite a difference. But indeed, that's how it works. And I think that also feeds into, again, um, the uh, engagement with Atlantis, with the study association. Because it's all very integrated with each other. And it's very close-knit. Because you do courses together, projects together. You live with some of the people together and you have the study association together. So I think it also makes people very active in the study association and in these extracurricular activities because then it's all your friends also doing it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, during your experience um, at UT, do you also live in the city or only on campus? No, I lived the first two years on campus, on, on Karlslaan. Then I went to uh, Munich. Then half a year I came back, I lived in north of the city and now I live in the city center. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got like both worlds. But it's very different. It's very different living on campus or, or in the city. In what way? I think because the difference, like, of course, you can easily cycle it. But the 15 minutes, like, you're not always, you know, there's many cases where you will not cycle it. And then I think it really orientates the things that you do in your activities very differently. Like if you're on campus, you're inclined to stay on campus. So you're more inclined to go to parties on campus or to do activities on campus, uh, which is great because you have so much space. Like I love living on campus. Um, but you're really more in like a village, you know, that's kind of the vibe. You're a little village, mm-hmm. you're at your local supermarket, the co-op, which is too expensive for you to cycle all the way to Trekkerveld. Um, and so you're really focused on, you're really in- integrated in like the student life because all the activities you're doing is initiatives by students on campus, right? And that's everything that's around. And sometimes you'll go to the city to go out or whatever, uh, to go to the market. Um, but when you live in the city, yeah, then you're going to go to the regular events in the cities and on a Tuesday evening or stuff like that, but you're not going to do that when you live on campus. And so you do kind of see these two 
bubbles kind of created. I've talked to friends about it where they really say like, yeah, you have the city people and the campus people. I don't want to bring it that far. You start to like divide it up into camps. But I think it does point to the fact that there's, it shapes your experience quite a lot. I wouldn't say necessarily better or, or worse. I think it's quite different and it depends a lot on what your preferences are. But it's definitely quite a different experience. Uh, yeah, but uh, would you say that it's better to start living on campus and then moving to the city, potentially? It has a good question. I think it really... I, I liked having lived on campus first and then moving to the city. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on what you want. Like, of course, for example, if you join like the study associ- or student associations, our dentists, etc., then you want to live in the city because there are bars in the city, etc., etc. But I really enjoyed the international student uh, um, kind of like community that was, I was a part of that I knew which a lot of them live on campus. Um, I also like the space that you had, especially during COVID also. Uh, I think it was just perfect. There's all the sports facilities around, which I perfectly loved. And there's a lot of space on campus also in the rooms itself. Well, it depends on where you live, but you also have the forest nearby, etc. So I love campus. Uh, but at campus, it does orientate you really much on the university. Like you don't have as much... Uh, contact with normal life with the normal world if that makes sense you're really living on a university campus but i think because of that it also has a very unique vibe and to get to kind of know the people in the community and to go to some parties on campus and you know kind of live that life i think is really quite fun yeah i think it integrates you with the university very strongly when you do that but you are definitely get stuck or get stuck you form a bubble around you you know definitely mm-hmm And uh, you mentioned uh, study associations um, in the city or and also on the campus. Uh, are you also taking part in any other except for Atlantis? No, I've never been like too much um, part of specific associations. Most of my time, like Atlantis and Atlas took up a lot of my time. Uh, and then in my final year, I didn't really get up to something. And in my master, I was more preoccupied with other things. Um, but... I did. I was always just actively engaged with going to events and stuff like that. So I started attending entrepreneurship events organized by Novelty through the UT Challenge and stuff like that. I knew a lot of other, um, like we used to just organize house parties and stuff on campus, these type of things that sometimes you can run through an association, but you also kind of just do it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And then the football team, etc. Um, so I wasn't part of too many different associations. Though, honestly, looking back, I think it would have been fun to be part of more organizations. But of course, the, of associations, but of course the difficulty that I had is that the two years I lived on campus were mostly COVID as well. So oh then you weren't right. as inclined to to yeah join an association or something like that because there wasn't much to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned uh, UT Challenge and Novelty. Uh, can mm-hmm. you uh, tell us a little bit more about your story? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so for those who don't know, the UT Challenge is basically a yearly entrepreneurial competition that plex- takes place on the university where you can kind of enroll um, in three categories from like, ideation, prototype, uh, and startup category. And then you have like several months, I think a little bit more than 100 people sign up, 120 people each year. Uh, and you basically go through a few selection procedures until you get to the final, where it's 20 people. It's like seven to six a category. And then you... Um, In the end, like you develop your idea over the time, you have like speed dating and some master classes, some business modeling. And if you keep on getting selected, you'll get like pitch training. And in the end, you'll pitch in a final in front of a crowd and so on and so on. And I had an idea at the time um, that I worked on in a course with some other people, basically about uh, very simply put like a desktop manager, um, like a, a schedule manager for your desktop that would kind of adjust to your own preferences and habits, but mostly focused, again, this was during COVID, mostly focused on well-being, 
challenges optimizing for productivity and so on. That was basically simply put the idea. We participated in the category all, all the way, uh, went all the way to the finals and we won the finals in the end as well. So that was actually really fun. But I think it does show kind of, um, I wouldn't say it's that famous, UT Challenge, I guess for people in a kind of more entrepreneurship uh, community, which is quite big in, in Enschede or in the University of Twente. Uh, they know about it, but it's not that big, but it just shows the great opportunities that you have to, like resources you get to really learn stuff about these things that you're passionate about, to work on your idea and the space and investment from the university to organize this and to create these platforms for people, to show the ideas, to kind of practice, to engage in pitching and, you know, talking with people, networking, things that are important. Uh, and I think for that it's, uh, yeah, Novelty, or well, Sobox organizes it in cooperation with Novelty, Novelty being the uh, organ of the university that, that focuses on developing companies, both of students and from external parties. Um, but uh, yeah, it just shows the great resource that you have. And I think it's true for many domains. I mean, you have, uh, for example, another thing that I was looking into, but I never joined. You have, uh, I used to play saxophone in high school. You have a great jazz band that plays. I forgot the, the name exactly. Maybe someone can can uh, look this up after, uh, after the pod. But like uh, you have that, they practice regularly. They do performances. Of course, you have all the sports associations. Like there's such amazing resources to interact with the things that you might be passionate about and like the further i'm coming to because i'm almost graduating i'm graduating in half a year right the more i'm starting to realize how valuable that really is and how it's easy it is not to appreciate that you have such easy access to all these possibilities and opportunities and and resources that you just won't have after you quit university they're not there you know in the same way and the same ease of access yeah, yeah, uh, I feel exactly the same way. Uh, I'm also graduating in half a year, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it feels like uh, I should have joined more things. Yeah, exactly. And uh, um, what about Novelty? Uh, you said that you're working for them, right? I worked for Novelty for a year, mm -hmm. and I quit last week, basically, one and a half weeks, because I'm starting to work on my thesis, so I wanted to focus on that. That's why I quit Novelty, and also after a year, I thought mm -hmm. it was okay. Um, I mean, I can tell you a little bit more. I like Novelty as an organization, it's very much, it's not, uh, like a large part of it isn't necessarily focused on students. So I'll mostly focus on the part that is relevant for students because the podcast is for students, right? Um, and just to give a bit of background, like Novelty as an organization is quite old and it comes from this idea that the University of Twente really wanted to focus on connecting the things that get innovated here and turning them into real practical value and doing so through entrepreneurship, through creating innovation. And so the University of Trent has a long history of kind of investing in it, really as a pioneer. Like before, like now, uh, university entrepreneurship is quite a popular concept. You see it a lot in University of Netherlands, but University of Trent was really one of the first to do it. They did it in the 80s, which is really some time ago. Um, and nowadays, practical value for students, like Novelty basically organizes, is one, uh, one side of party you can always reach out to. So sometimes we get requests from people who, for example, recently had a project and... Um, uh, IDE of people who made like uh, yeah for a company assignment basically something and a company wanted to buy it and then you get into all these complex stuff with legal issues and so on and then they could just reach out for novelty and get like real advice from people who not from me it's just some student who just you know has to do it their best to sound kind of smart remotely but someone who actually knows about IP and has experience with these kind of negotiations so they could just get advice from them which is really valuable but for the rest we run a lot of programs um Basically, we do workshops, 
that's one session of four hours where you get like a taste of entrepreneurship and we do the start program and that's for someone who without an idea can come in and it's 12 weeks or eight weeks and if you do a, if you pass the midterm you go to the next four weeks where you learn about the basics of entrepreneurship and how to make the first steps basically to validating your business case uh, and growing from there and then we get from that all further advanced programs but that's not really important until you get into it and it's i mean it's all free you don't lose any ip like you get complete ownership of everything you do there which is really quite um, attractive. There's not many places where you can do that, where you can get expert advice, you know, people who are experienced entrepreneurs and so on, uh, where you get access to network capital, all the other entrepreneurs, which is really useful because they're often else, like everything you're going to do, someone has done before you, basically, right? And all the, the things that people have, have are doing there. And um, yeah, and it's again, I think just a really useful resource. I worked there because I, I was interested in entrepreneurship, so I wanted to see it from their side and also because I, I needed a job, of course, as the other side. Um, but that's how I worked there and that was super valuable, but kind of speaking from the resources perspective of what is there for, for students is mostly a lot of guidance in if you want to be an entrepreneur and a startup, how to make those first steps and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what was your position there? Yeah, I was a junior business developer. Basically all students who work there, there's uh, quite a few um, students who work there part-time. They're all called junior business developer. And then you work on a whole variety of things because it's just kind of like an umbrella term. So some of them, a lot of them do acquisition. I mostly worked in the Incubase. The Incubase is the room in Bastille. A lot of people don't know about this, but on the first floor of Bastille, you have a big space, the incubator or the Incubase. And that's basically a flex space where other startups can work. So it's kind of like an office space and so on. You have your offices there as well. I was there a lot to kind of maintain the space and I organized also with of the events and partnerships. So for example, now... We worked with the Philips Innovation Awards, which is like a big entrepreneurial competition in the Netherlands. Uh, we basically sent some startups there and so on, and then I organized that type of like contact and partnership and, and organized some events here. So that's mostly what I act, uh, was active with. Which honestly, for um, a student to be put in the position to organize these type of things, to have contact with external parties. We also organized Enschede Slush, like a big conference at the end of the summer at um, the big hotel, the U. And um, there I was working a lot on the programming. So like meeting with speakers, preparing for talks and stuff like that. Like the experience that you get from that. Um, Like, for example, I got uh, the CEO and founder of Booking.com, Case Cole. I got to work with him uh, because he spoke there and I was able briefing him and discuss about what to focus on. And he's one of several names. He's Booking, of course, is really famous, other people. But to get the opportunity to work with people like that, just being on a student job, that was really epic. I think there's not many <laughs> many student jobs or also even places outside of university where it's such an accessible way you can get access to such opportunities. And I think within the university in general, Nofti is a great example, but there are other places where you can get... Also, depending, like, you know, I like entrepreneurship. There's something that interests me, but the, the university has so many, like, different facets and faces. There's so many, if you search for them and ask around, there's so many interesting positions and opportunities you can find to work with the things like basically do things in your expertise that are far beyond where you actually are you know <laughs> in your skill level and what you're supposed to uh, or normally would be uh, dedicated to do um yeah and i think that's really cool i think that's really cool and it's hard i think to kind of put a um like a price on that almost you know because mm-hmm. it's something um yeah, it's hard to compare, and it's also something that I think it's you'll appreciate more and more as you get further away from it. You know, in the moment, it's it's ah, you just take it for granted. Yeah, and um, 
How did you manage to find uh, your job at Novelty? What was the process? Um, I mean, I don't know if I did the correct process. I know now you're uh, supposed to email them, basically let them know. But of course, they're not just fully hiring all the time, especially um, now. But I basically had one friend who worked at Novelty before me. Um, and I knew about them because of the entrepreneurship thing. I did that first, the UT challenge, etc. So then I knew about it. And then basically one day I walked in and I was like, hey, I'm interested in a position. I would like to learn about X, Y, and Z, you know, and I have a background in entrepreneurship and I'm going my master now. I think I could be a good fit. And then we had one or two conversations basically. And then I got a position. So I really just walked in and basically said, <laughs> Can, do you have a place for me? Can you offer me something? Um, so you can try that. Go ahead and see if it works. But otherwise, you can just send them an email and express your interest and send like um, a motivational letter and a CV. And I think that's how most people do it. Yeah, we should probably add a disclaimer that uh, you were uh, acquainted with some people from Novelty yeah, <laughs> beforehand. <yeah. laughs> so it was that easy for you to walk in and have a, a warm introduction. Yeah, exactly. Way. I could at least walk in more easily. And uh, yeah, exactly. But uh if you're especially if something in entrepreneurship and so on it's interesting to you then i would definitely reach out and even if they don't have position for a job even being a part of the community and attending events here and there i think is uh, super valuable super valuable especially like i said if entrepreneurship is something that you're interested in looking back on your study journey uh what do you think was the biggest challenge for you yeah i always find it a hard question the biggest challenge i think Like I said, I've studied here for five years now, so it's quite a long time period that you, you know, reflect back onto from 19 till 23 now then as well. So it's also a lot of like a very interesting period in your year of in your life, you know. Um, and I think like challenges that I faced, especially coming out of high school and kind of, you know, going to the end of the teens and going into this more adolescent stage of your life. For me, it was very hard, especially my bachelor's thinking back now, my first one, two years, to just um, kind of take the liberty to be myself and to express myself and kind of to, you know, uh, let myself take the full space of myself instead of constantly compromising yourself or making yourself seem smaller. Um, uh, and, you know, being willing to expose myself creatively or showing things like that. I think coming out of high school, I was not able to do that at all. It was very uncomfortable for me. And over the time at university, I think I was able to overcome that to quite a, quite an extent. And I think that's a mix of things. Of course, you get older, which I think naturally helps. And you come to over, you know, look at things with a different perspective and how the world, you look at it when you're 19 or you just come into university, is very different than if you've been there for a few years. But I think what also helped me is that... Um, What made it relatively easy is that the university, in a sense, is a safe space. You know, it's it's a nice space for you to make mistakes, where you won't get punished, where people kind of expect it of you to be bad, to be shit, and to just improve or to be, you know, proactive in learning. Um, you have mostly people around you who are students or who are always working with students who know this, who see it coming. Um, and there's a lot of place in the university where you can... You know, there's a lot of different social spheres and things you can try out and, and push your boundaries and get uncomfortable and stuff like that. So I think the context of the university greatly helped me in that. I think one part of it is just coming of age. But in this process of getting more comfortable kind of with myself and overcoming some more like social anxieties, I think the university was a great safe space to to start it and to get, again, kind of opportunities to, you know, opportunities to face those challenges, to overcome them, to, to grow further as a person. 
yeah, I kind of agree that uh, university is giving you a possibility to experience the world in a trial and error method. And then uh, if you go to work directly after your school, then I think you don't really have the possibility to try things out. And uh, yeah, it might be quite tricky. Yeah, I think like you'll definitely like trial and error. I think is like if you go straight to work, you'll still make mistakes. You'll still learn from them. But it's a lot less lenient of an environment. Like it's much more harsh. You know, people, especially in a company context, are much less willing to tolerate you being bad or you being some environments. Yeah, but you got to be lucky. You know, and in, I think in the university it's more of a standard. Um, and I think people in the university are in that sense a bit optimistic as well. They're always into growth. They want to talk about ambitious ideas and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's it's relatively easy to find um, how should you call it? like a nutritious environment. Does that make sense? Like uh, an environment that makes it easy for you to grow, basically, mm-hmm. compared to other places. I think the university, uh, like by what the university offers, but also just with the people that you're studying with, you know, the people you're surrounded with. Uh, and I think that's. I mean, that of course feeds into the bubble aspect that you live in a very specific subset of kind of society and civilization and etc. But yeah, it's such a nice space to just develop, to try out, to 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 improve and to get to know a lot of people and to also learn more about yourself through that. Yeah, to get a lot of different perspectives. It's a very international university, um, University of Twente. And I think again, also contacting, I mean, like, you know, being Dutch myself growing up, Dutch, um, having so many international people to talk to and to contact to, amount of perspectives that you gain uh, and what you learn about yourself and your own culture through that is, I would say, immensely valuable. It's so valuable, especially perspectives that you gain because that's something that's hard to... You can't buy that, you know. You can't even easily get it from a book or something like that. Like You really have to face it and meet another person that comes from a different location that then confronts you with, oh, you know, I never thought about it. I never looked, about, uh, looked at it like that or... I had friends of mine, it's a bit of a stupid example, but I had friends of mine from um, Panama and Brazil. So yeah, warm countries where it stays nice the whole year. And they talked they talked about rain as something nice. Because they'd be like, nice, you can cool down for a bit, go outside, you know? And I was like, what? What? You know? Like, they just grow up in it. Yeah, for me, it's hard to make because I used to just cycle, you know, like 7.30 in the morning on the bike, rain going horizontal to school. That's how I grew up, you know? But for them, it was always good weather. But... The point is more like you never stop to think about that these are realities that people live until you encounter someone that's really lived it. And you're like, whoa, like the world can be, and this is a bit of a simple example. Of course, normally you talk about more like deeper insights, if you will. Um, but uh, it shows you kind of the things that you can encounter that kind of confront you with stuff that you never thought about or never really questioned. And again, that I think the university is an amazing place for as well. Yeah, I feel like I experienced kind of the same thing uh, in Australia, that I also met mm-hmm. a lot of people from all, all around the world. And uh, uh, I also realized that um, the cultural differences are a thing. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, it's uh, something to be aware of, at least. Uh, well, uh, if you were to give one advice to students at university or in Atlas, uh, what would it be? I think um, I, what I would recommend doing is kind of applying yourself to as many different things as possible. So instead of, you know, evening your first year, finding this student association, this poor station, and then stopping there, 
I would really try to like explore, you know, especially for the like uh, at the beginning of the year or throughout the semester. There's often a lot of these like trial days or open days. Um, just attend a number of them, do stuff that you normally wouldn't do, you know, because now like it, there no point in your life will it be as easy to try out different sports, different music, different cultural things. Like it's all super accessible. You get one union card and you can apply to all of it, right? So I would really recommend, you don't have to like all of it and keep doing it, but I would really recommend trying all of it. Like just doing a trial, like seeing it. Instead of looking at it, seeing it, experience it, because that's just completely different than thinking about it in your head. Would I like X? No, just try it out. You know, go for a volleyball trial. Go for, join the uh, improvisation uh, comedy committee for a day, you know? Do the dancing, whatever. Like try it, just try it. And then you don't have to like it. You don't have to keep doing it. But I think it's really a shame if you don't expose yourself to these things. Or the entrepreneurship, go to an event, you know? See what it's like and kind of challenge yourself and then don't go and sit in a corner because uh, it is hard, of course, like to to be social and to talk to these people if you don't know them, etc. to be outside of your comfort zone. But also when you go, don't stand in a corner and kind of isolate yourself, but try to talk to some people and be social and really try to engage and over like get over those uh, uncomfortable moments challenge yourself and yeah, try different things. Because I think it's always a bit of a shame when I look at people and I really see that they're you know, you have so many opportunities around you to do different things. And then they only hang out with, you know, just the first week they came into one association and that's all they do. And it's nice to be part of association. That's what I mean. Like, it is good. And uh, I think it's really nice that you can really attach yourself to an organization and start to give back and really, you know, be a contributing member, but also try other things. Yeah, I think it's really good. Thank you for joining our podcast. Uh, of course, my pleasure. That's going to fit. Yeah.